Hello, church family and friends. Praise the Lord. We are so glad to have you today to our Abundant Life Family Church online broadcast. I'm Pastor Monty, if you don't already know that, and this is my lovely wife, Pastor Don, and we pastor Abundant Life Family Church in Tualatin, Oregon, and we're so glad to be able to be with you today uh, as we just had Christmas and looking forward to this new year together. God has great things in store for all of us as Christians, Amen. and it's an exciting time to be alive. Praise God. Amen. We're going to get right into the Word of God in just a moment, but we want to remind uh, you that we're going to be receiving communion together towards the end of the service today. So if you want to get that ready at this time, that would be uh, great to do right now. We also want to thank you for your continued faithful support and your tithes and offerings. Uh, we are so thankful to uh, you all for that because we couldn't do what we do uh, if it wasn't for you. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, praise God, the church family was able to get out over 1,800 little uh, track packages here uh, this last few last weeks. Few weeks yes. So uh, we're endeavoring to get the gospel out. To the glory out. of God. Hallelujah. That's right. To the glory of God. All the glory goes to him. Touching people's lives. Yeah. And we've got back some testimonies already as far mm -hmm. as what the Lord did. And uh, that's what the Bible tells us to do. Amen. In uh, Mark 13, 10, it tells us mm -hmm. that this gospel uh, of the kingdom must be published before Jesus comes back. Mm -hmm. And to publish means to get out, right? And right. Uh, so with the help of the Lord and to his glory, that is what we're doing. And we couldn't do it without uh, y'all's faithful help in that. So praise the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. But today we're going to get right into the word of God. Let's open up with a word of prayer. Father God, we are so thankful and grateful for this time together. As always, Father God, to be able to study your precious word. Your word brings freedom because yes. your word is truth. And today, Lord, we thank you for fresh utterance, and we thank you for opening the eyes of our understanding that we might receive the word of God with all readiness and gladness of heart, that we might be a doer of the word and not just a hearer only. And for that, we give you thanks and praise and glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Well, I want you, and hopefully you have your Bibles with you, uh, to turn to the book of Philippians, Philippians and uh, chapter 3. And today we're going to uh, look at something here as we're right here, right before New Year's and uh, uh, belated uh, Merry Christmas to everyone. We trust you had a wonderful Christmas with your family and friends. And uh, we're looking forward to this new year, year. And we say an early Happy New Year to you. But there's so many great and mighty things that are happening in this world we live in. We get so much bad, negative news. And it's important for us to as Christians, be strong in the faith right now mm -hmm. and uh, keep doing business for the kingdom of God because Jesus is coming soon. But we, we need to, as Christians, always remember that it's foundational things that are so important for us uh, staying on the path of God so that when we see the master face to face, that we're ready to meet him in that we've done what we know we should have been doing while we were here on the earth. We're not here on the earth just to take up space and to occupy time. No, we're here for a mission. We're here on assignment. Every single one of us has got an assignment from Almighty God. Yeah. But it's up, for, up to us to find out what it is. And that starts with, first of all, being knowledgeable about God's word. And then secondly, praying and seeking God for the particulars of how that plan is particularly to unfold and work in our individual lives. 
But praise God, God needs all of us, all hands on deck right now, because we're going to see a great move of God here in the days and weeks <laughs> to come. And I'll tell you what, the harvest is going to come in. Jesus is going to return. That's right. Hallelujah. And it's Hallelujah. great to be a part of that in these last days. That's right. So with that in mind, as we look and towards this new year, I believe it's always important, and many people already do this, but we go back 2019 and we at least reflect a little bit on it. And perhaps for some of you, it wasn't such a wonderful year. We all know uh, with the coronavirus and all the things, the lockdowns, etc., cetera, uh, how our lifestyles have been changed and encroached upon. But we, setting that aside, we need to always keep our eyes on Jesus because he's the author and the finisher of our faith. And as I said a few moments ago, we, we've, we've got a plan of God to see facilitated in our life, and we need the help of Almighty God for that to come to pass. Now, God hasn't forgot about anybody. And you may be out there today and feel like, you know, I've spent most of my life doing what I want to do, but perhaps you're reflecting right now, and hopefully you are if you're not already, thinking about the future that lies just before you. Because we have a future that's oh so bright in Christ. Mm -hmm. And so it's important for us to look in the back uh, as far as just briefly and look at this last year to see what we can learn from it. Not so we're, we feel self-incriminating. And, and please don't misunderstand what I'm saying here. But we should go back and should look at things that we can learn from what happened this last year. And before yes. we go further in this, I want to start off by reading from Philippians chapter 3. Hopefully you found that by now. But starting off in verse 12, it says here, it says not, and this is the Apostle Paul uh, talking to the church at Philippi. He said, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect. And that word perfect there simply means mature or the state of uh, the apex of life or the, the, the very fulfillment of everything that could be fulfilled. He said, not as though I'd already arrived and were made perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which I am also, I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us, therefore, as many as be perfect, or in other words, that again, that word means mature, be thus minded. And if in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. So, boy, there's a lot there that we could look at in that passage there. But Paul was doing a little bit of uh, reflecting and, on his own life, but also gave that as an admonition to all of our lives here uh, in this world today. Mm -hmm. And you notice there, as he began, something that particularly sticks out there is that he didn't count himself to have apprehended, or in other words, to have arrived. And none of us should ever come to that place in our earthly walk to where we feel we've arrived in the fullness of everything that God has intended for us to walk out. Mm -hmm. Because long as we have life in us and breath to breathe, we, God wants to continue to unfold his great plan in our life. 
And I say great plan because it is a great plan because serving God doesn't cost, it pays. Mm -hmm. And what we think we're giving up today because God's, you know, not allowing me to live my life the way I want it to live. Sometimes we hear people say that, but that's a, a, a mistaken notion. And that is definitely that type of thinking comes from uh, the devil himself, because the life that I would want for myself to live out without God's help and without God's foresight and ability working through it with my knowledge of what he wants for my life is would be an utter disaster for my life. Yes. And perhaps you're out there today and you, you're thinking, well, my life and again, the coronavirus and some of these things that we've seen this last year, setting that all aside, mm-hmm. we, we have to look at our lives and look at it. Uh, in the spirit of faith, learning from our past, Amen. because that's so important to do Not in reflecting on it. Not so we go back and beat ourselves up. That's not what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about looking at it, reflecting on it to learn from it, because Amen. we should be lifelong students of the word mm-hmm. and we should be lifelong learners when it comes to things in life. Mm-hmm. No matter what you do, there's always more to grasp. And that's one of the things, doesn't it, honey, that keeps Mm -hmm. us humble about things because nobody knows it all. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like Mark Twain said, he said, every man is ignorant only on different subjects. And and you also want to learn from your mistakes and you want to learn. Exactly. You want to learn from other people's mistakes as well. And that's not that's not a prideful position. It's just (laughs) we're not going to live long enough to make all the we're going to live long. And the Lord's going to satisfy our life, you know, with good things and live a long life until we are satisfied. But um, also, too, you you are not going to live long enough, per se, to make all the mistakes that you can make. So mm-hmm. that's, that's why right. what you want to learn from other people's mistakes. That's how we get better, is making those adjustments in life. That's exactly right. My dad used to say, and for those in the church family, you, you mm-hmm. hear me talk a lot about my dad because my dad had a lot of sayings that he had, but they were... They're not just sayings and cliches and things like that. True. They have a very a great point that's brought out in those. And so one of those was, he said to me uh, when I was a young boy, he said, son, I know that I'm not going to live long enough to make all the mistakes myself. So I'm going to do my best to learn from other people's mistakes. And uh, I'm sure that wasn't original from him. I mean, anything that's good, its originality had to come from heaven. Yeah. Right. So there's nothing a lot like of we are borrowed information. Yeah, we have borrowed information. <laughs> but needless to say, he said that, and that really stuck with me as a, as a child. Mm-hmm. So we should always be in that mode of learning, and uh, and knowing and being comfortable in being humble to know that we're going to discover things and we're going to learn more about God. We're going to learn more about our walk with Him, mm-hmm. and uh, the Lord's there to be our helper. He's not our condemner. And so again, today this isn't to be. Uh, something that we're supposed to look at ourselves and feel condemned about it. It's to be greatly encouraged because God, let me tell you something that will encourage you right now. God's bigger than any of our mistakes Amen. because our God is a big God. Well, this is also and, to encourage people to move up higher. Exactly. You want to move up higher in the things of God. And I mean, exactly. I know I want to move up higher in the things of God. Yes. And, and, and that's only to take an evaluation. You know, why do, why do you have quality control departments within companies? Is so they can say, exactly. see how people can run more efficiently. They go in through and they say, okay, is this working properly? Or are these systems or are these appliances mm-hmm. or is this equipment working properly? Or is the software that we have in place working, you know, to produce the most efficiency? And it's no different with our own lives that we 
you know, evaluate and see this is a great time of the year. It's at the end of the year. We're starting on a new, embarking on a new adventure with the new year. And apart from all what's going on in the world, what, what has the Bible promised us? It's That's promised right. us that, you know, our future is, is like a shining light. It gets, it shineth more and more into the perfect day. So our trust, mm -hmm. our future of the Lord, but also to move further in him, there's a greater consecration that we as believers must do before the Lord and evaluate our lives. And the, the Bible says to even see and examine yourselves, to even see that you're in the faith. Yeah, Second Corinthians talks and about that. So, Chapter but 13, that goes that goes with everything too. Well, maybe. Yeah, so we can you know lay aside those weights that so easily beset us. That's exactly you have something right. You wanted to talk about our race too, didn't you? Yeah. Well, we're, <laughs> we're yes, and we'll see how the Lord leads today. But <laughs> yeah. but it's really important because so many people use this time. They they think about well, I'm going to lose weight now after the holidays. I'm going to and they resolution. go into the new new yeah, year resolutions. and they have yeah they have all kinds of the new year's resolutions and good intents intentions right <laughs> and most of those as we all know they fall by the wayside we might keep it for a week or two or a month and some people they're very persistent and they actually do them you know and and I encourage <laughs> that's good to you know strategically write things down have a have a stick to itness <laughs> about it but we all know we're human we we don't many times live up to our unrealistic expectations that we start at the beginning of every year. But we should uh, take into consideration all through the year and as we go through life uh, on a regular basis. But uh, as I said earlier, it has to do with right now we're going into getting ready to go into a new year that we think about these things yes. because uh, it's not too late to make changes with God's help in our life Amen. and, and right. get no right matter, back no on. No matter how old you are. Exactly. Well, uh, many, I think in this, as far as in First Corinthians chapter nine, verses twenty-four through twenty-seven, Paul talking to uh, the Corinthian believers, he said there, and you can and jot this down here. We're going to give you probably several scriptures here in the next mm -hmm. few minutes, and you can jot them down and look them up later. But let me read this to you. First Corinthians nine twenty-four. It says, "Know ye not that they which run in a race run all." They run all, but one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may obtain. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Mm -hmm. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. I therefore so run, not as uncertainty, certainly, so fight I, not as one that beateth the air, but I keep under my body and bring it into subjection mm -hmm. lest that by any means when I have preached to others I myself should be a castaway all right now just to look at this and and ponder this for a moment here this particular passage we see here and we can look in other places too that we've got a race to run That's right. and only only you can run that race mm -hmm. and Paul was telling the church there which is apropos for us today wherever you may live that your race is important. It's Amen. important to God and it yes. should be important to you. You have a spiritual race to run in this natural world. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously we all have things to do. We've got jobs, we've got kids to take care of. If you have children, we've got the menial tasks of life, laundry, taking out the garbage, cleaning the house, etc., whatever. But we have to remember that in there, God has got a strategy for a plan yes. for the fulfillment of things that he has in our future. And part of that has to do with 
knowing the truth about that. Yes. That's the starting point. But yeah. secondly, being able to pray it out and pray in the spirit mm -hmm. uh, to be able to pray and process that out. Mm -hmm. Well, today, looking at this as, as we move into this for the next few weeks, and, and by the way, we haven't forgot about prayer, and we need to continue to uphold uh, the, uh, the finality of these elections and for everything to come yeah. out, all right? And we encourage you to do that, mm -hmm. praise God, because there's been a lot of things continuing to be revealed mm -hmm. and there's much more to come. It's not over yet. It's not over. Mm -hmm. It ain't over till it's over That's and it's right. not over yet. But so we have, a, we have a race to run and this race is peculiar and it's specific. Each and every one of us has it. Everybody's called. We have gift, different gifts, anointings and abilities on our life. Mm -hmm. But you have an anointing on your life to fulfill and run that race that God's foreordained before the foundation of the world, before you were ever around. Yeah. He had a strategy for your life to be lived out in this world. And we don't want to get up to heaven one day and God show us a videotape of the plan and the purpose for our life that he had for us and come up short by looking at that plan and saying, you know what, I didn't even run that race. Yes. And well, you can't also too, honey. You know, I think a lot of times we examine, we might spend a lot of time of our life examining our life, uh, thinking that, you know, we look at somebody else's uh, race and we, perhaps we're thinking, well, bingo, that, yep. you, you know, look what they're doing and maybe I should be doing what they're doing, but we have to stay focused in our lane. We have, we need to stay in our lane, exactly. focused in on our race that God's called us to run and not looking behind. You look back to see where you might be, but you can't run forward looking backwards. Just exactly. like your rearview mirror, I'm sure a lot of people have heard this. You know, it's a great analogy. I, I think one that can never be exhausted, but you don't drive forward. Why is your windshield bigger than your rearview mirror? Because your rearview mirror is for you to glance up at. But exactly. It's not for you to focus in on. Bingo. That's why our yep. windshield is bigger. It's because that's the way we're going. We're heading forward. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so important. God's all, only called you to walk in the light you've got. You can't walk in somebody else's darkness. They're not called to walk in yours. And as you get more light, and that's all what truth is, and is is beautifully, it's like a woven tapestry. It's all woven into this. Mm -hmm. It's woven into our race, what God's called you to do in life, um, <clears throat> what what your purpose in, in the body of Christ is. But he has a race for us to run. Yes. And, and it's a marathon. So we have to temper ourselves. We have to pace ourselves and not even, you know, not even get into comparison yes. with other people. The Bible says if you get into comparison, I'll paraphrase this. But if you get into comparison, if you compare yourself amongst yourselves, you're unwise. Exactly. So we don't ever want to get it. We just want to compare ourselves in light of the word of God. Yes. Again, to the manual. Am I doing everything I know to be doing? Am I doing what God's called me to do? Am I on track? And, you know, mm -hmm. as far as adjustments are concerned, you know, if you're driving down a road and you're like, I'm staying straight. Well, you might be in some hills' cornfield <clears throat> if you yeah. don't make your adjustments. I mean, is, is the road of life turns and moves and grooves we've got to move and flow with that staying right in our lane but on the road what, exactly what god has for us that's exactly true honey and there's a lot more we could say about that but but life is a series of making adjustments and that thinks that causes me to think of last year or when i say last year early on in life and most of you out there that uh, have watched football uh, and uh, perhaps you still do or maybe you don't maybe maybe you're out there and you don't even like football so just bear with me for a minute <laughs> but uh, I remember growing up my dad he always liked football and he liked college football he'd watch the NFL but one of the things that uh, back in the 80s and 90s particularly that stood out to me is 
I, I like certain teams, and unfortunately the teams that, team particularly <laughs> I liked, uh, they didn't ever do very well. In fact, they went to the Super Bowl and lost four times. So well, I won't tell you who that is. We pull for the underdogs, honey. Yeah, I guess they were. <laughs> but anyway, whatever. But the point is, is that um, back in the 80s and the 90s particularly, uh, there was a tandem that uh, started off on CBS uh, Sports, and then they moved over to uh, Fox Sports when uh, they, they came into business there, I guess, in about the early 90s, I guess it was. But uh, some of you, and I think in a moment you're going to be very familiar with them, I believe they were they were a, a tremendous tandem, the best that the NFL ever had as far as a, a team. Uh, team together, and that was Pat Summerall and John Madden. All right, they did, you know, great analysis and fun. They really got you into the game and such. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that John Madden, there was many things, but one thing that he said that always stuck out to me, and, and it's apropos for what we're talking about right here in our race, is he said that the team that makes the best adjustments at halftime, because there's two halves in football, and at halftime, the teams, if you don't know already, most of you probably do, but the teams go in the locker room, they try to ana analyze what they did right, what they did wrong, what they need to keep doing uh, in the locker room, and then they come out in the second half and uh, hopefully be able to execute whatever plan it is that they formulated. And uh, John Madden made the statement, and he said, that uh, he said the team that makes the best adjustments at halftime is going to win. He'd say that in different games mm -hmm. when it was a close game or, or something was going on that was kind of out of the ordinary. But at different times, he'd drop that in. And, and at different times, at that particular time anyway, Joe Gibbs, who uh, many of you know that he was uh, the coach of the Washington Redskins for several years. And, uh, he, and by the way, he's a uh, born-again Christian. He's about 80 years old now. But uh, uh, John said that, he, that uh, he said, I believe that John Madden, uh, uh, I believe that Joe Gibbs makes the best adjustments at halftime of any coach in the NFL. And of course, that was at that time. And uh, what he was saying was, is, is whatever's going on out there is that it seems by what he noticed is that uh, because he was the coach of the uh, Washington Redskins, that uh, that they would come out and they would execute and change their play playing uh, their plays that they called and the way they defensed other teams and they'd come out and make adjustments based on what they saw in the first half mm -hmm. and I bring that up uh, not because I want to bore you with football if, especially if you don't like football but uh, I think about that from time to time in that how true it is and how that plays out in our own natural mm -hmm. lives mm -hmm. how that we as Christians no matter where we're at in life, we need to take inventory time to time. And many people, again, they do it at the beginning of a new year. We're almost into 2021. And they uh, begin to look back at, at their life. What happened? What didn't happen? What did they plan? What did they have vision for? And then uh, uh, they, they try to move forward in some way. Now, some people, unfortunately, they'll look at their past and they say, well, it's too late. You know, I've messed up too many times and, and uh, God can't fix it. Well, I've got a great encouragement for you today, brothers and sisters, or we do, from the Word of God that it's not too late. That's right. Uh, don't give up late. on God. Don't give mm -hmm. up on the plan of God and realizing the plan of God, finding out what that mm -hmm. is, uh, and being able to see it played out in your life. That's right. Now, granted, it's not all on God to be able to do this. Mm -hmm. He needs your cooperation. He needs my cooperation. So many times, 
people, they, they get hung up on the past. And you, as you said a few minutes ago, honey, rightfully so, that you can't move forward looking in the past mm -hmm. and continually looking at that. Mm -hmm. So our encouragement to you today is we're pondering these scriptures and looking at them in the new year. Look at the past. Look, go back, even as Paul said there in Philippians reflect. 3, and reflect on it. Don't mm -hmm. think you've arrived. I don't care how much success you've had this last year. Mm -hmm. Walking with God, pray, er, answers God, to prayer. Praise God for that. Yeah, praise God for but that. It doesn't, it doesn't stop there. That's right. And we don't want, ever want to get in a prideful way to where I've arrived. I'm at the pinnacle of success. Mm -hmm. No, we can always go further in the in the deeper things of God. Yes. And we can always, and we should stay humble and press in ongoingly. Stay hungry for God. Amen. Stay about the Father's business and he'll reveal yes. his plan more and more as we stick with the plan in the written That's word right. of God. Well, and I want to bring up another football team. Because, okay. <laughs> um, I, I, well, I just, I, I'm reflecting on this, but you look at the New England Patriots. And you look, okay, you were, you were talking about Joe Gibbs and you're talking about back in, in the time and the era, you know, with the Washington Redskins. But in this era, or when Tom Brady was with the New England Patriots, they had a winning streak of, what, 18 years with him? Yeah, something like but that. But you know what? They were behind. There were times in those games that they were behind. And yes. they came out and they came back in the second half. I think they broke records for it, making those adjustments of, okay, what did we do wrong? Like you're saying. Again, what do I do wrong? How can I make it better? How can we work together as a team? Mm -hmm. And and let's stay on course. Exactly. We can win this. And yes, ultimately the battle is the Lord's and ultimately the, the race is fixed. But we have to enforce our territory. We have to enforce our wins. Mm -hmm. We have to enforce our wins in the fight in the fight of faith. The Bible says fight the good yes. fight of faith. Yeah. It doesn't say fight the defeated fight of faith. Then there's no point in fighting if you know you're going to exactly. be defeated every time. But Jesus has already won the battle for us. But mm -hmm. there's victories along the way that we have to we have to conquer and divide yes. in our faith life. And part of that is getting in the Word of God and finding out what does the Word of God say about us, exactly. and what is what have we been equipped with? We've been equipped with everything that pertains to life and godliness. Yes. So if you think about everything, God's like all or nothing. You either have it all, or you don't have anything. And I love that about the scriptures. So we are we are built into the body of Christ. God has placed us in there. Fitly joined. Fitly joined together. Exactly. Uh, as he as he, it's pleased him. Mm -hmm. And yet he we need to take our place. That's why it's so important. We can't leave it up to somebody else when God's left it up for us to take our place, our position in the body of Christ, and fulfill his purpose and his plan until he comes. We don't know when he's coming. It could be soon, it could be later. We don't believe it's imminent because the Bible says there's things that have to take place. So we have a little time on our side. So yes. what are we going to do? Like we're talking about to the glory of God, we handed out eight uh, with our church family in the last few weeks, 1,800 gospel tracks. Yeah, and it track was bags. fun. Mm -hmm. And it was getting the word out. The seed was being planted. We're occupying till he comes. God needs you. Yes. He needs all of us together. Everyone's important. Everyone. Your testimony is important as we've yes. shared so many times because this is key here in these last days is the, the heartbeat of the Father is the lost and getting the gospel out. Now, that doesn't mean everybody you're going to talk to is going to be glad to see you, or want to talk to you uh, about Jesus or accept the Lord, but that's not for us to uh, get caught up in and sidetracked on. Yes. The nose. Just shake your All dust we're supposed off your to feet do, and keep walking forward. That's right. All we're supposed to do is be champion seed planters. 
What do we plant? What is the seed? Well, the Bible tells us in Luke chapter 8, uh, verse 11, it says the seed is the word of God. So we need to go out, the sower went forth to sow. Yeah. So we need to keep sowing, but that's, a, that's, that's all part of the general plan of our life. Yes. But particularly, when you want to see the hand of God increase in your life, and you want to see more of the anointing of God, you want to Amen. see more of the blessings of God. Yes. And God doesn't care how blessed you have or have what you have, what you wear. He, he's not interested in that as long as it, it doesn't affect us and affect our heart and our loyalty to him. Right. Amen. If we get so busy with the blessings that God has given to us that we can't serve God in the right way, according to the scriptures, then uh, we're, we're, we're too big for our britches. And uh, maybe we need to get rid of everything, you know, and God, you know, you have to sort that out in your own life, but we have to stay on point. Yes. As long as we got breath to breathe and life to live, to be doing the master's business for him, because he's counting on us. He's counting on you. Your life is not an, uh, an accident. And you have to remember this. And again, the, the past is the past. You can't change the past, but you can change your future and move forward by doing what the word of God says. Yeah. Now, I want to read one other scripture before we close out here today. And this kind of sets up everything. And uh, church family, you know that uh, many times I've shared this different occasions, but this is a foolproof, proven scripture of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and what he said is important. Now, most of us know in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, that that is known as the Sermon on the Mount, right? And mm -hmm. we find the Beatitudes uh, in there and a, a variety of things. The spirituality of the law uh, is opened up. But Jesus, most importantly at the end, uh, he sums up what he said in Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 29. And I want to read this and just touch on it briefly. But in verse 24 of Matthew 7, it says, Jesus, in summarizing and coming to conclusion of what he said there in the Sermon on the Mount, he said, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them, I will liken unto him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and the beat upon the house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. Amen. Okay, now what is the rock? We know the rock is Jesus, right? He's the mm -hmm. chief cornerstone. But let's go on and read. Now he he talks on the other hand about everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, verse 26, and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended and the floods came. Same flood, same rains, right? Mm -hmm. And the winds blew, same winds. And beat upon the house and it fell and great was the fall of it. Great was the fall of that. Let that sink in. Great was the fall of it. And it came to pass, when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine. Many times we hear verses 24 through 27, but really the, the great importance of verses 24 through 27 there in Matthew 7 is verses 28 and 29. Hook in that because it's all in context. So it came to pass, as I just read, when Jesus had ended these sayings, the people were astonished at his doctrine. Okay, what did he just do? He just laid out a lot of doctrine, didn't he? Gave them a, a lot, lot of truth. The spirituality of the law, right? Mm -hmm. 
And then in verse 29, he goes on to say, it goes on to say, for he, Jesus, taught them as one having authority and not as the scribes. Mm -hmm. Now, why is that so key and integral, as I said a moment ago? Well, because mm -hmm. the people were astonished. In other words, wow, isn't that something what he said? Yeah, that was cool, wasn't it? Wow, look at what Jesus said, because that was a brand new type of teaching. Yeah. But here's what was so amazing to those people that day. Verse 29, because this was their amazement. For he taught them as one having, what? Authority, authority and not as the scribes. So what does that mean? What does that tell us? The scribes didn't have authority when they were teaching. They all, or didn't know what they yes. were talking about. Well, because as he taught them as one having authority as, now there's many different facets, like you said, that are truth. But let me share this with you. He taught them was as one having authority. In other words, he taught them as one they beings the one who had authority and not as the scribes. In other words, it wasn't just a predestination of God just wanting something to happen in their life and it was going to be automatically up to whatever God wanted to do. Mm -hmm. No, it was about them having authority to decide who wanted to build their house on the rock and who wanted to build it on the sand. Do you see that? Yes. This is a great truth right here. Well, and, 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 and it's so simple, yes. but so profound. And, it, and the Bible says, you know, the truth that you know shall make you free. Yes, it'll set truth. you free. Yes, it'll set you free. So when we are lovers of truth and those that worship the Lord shall work, should, you know, we're supposed to worship him in spirit and truth. Exactly. So if you're pressing into truth, you're pressing into the word of God. There's more revelation that comes from his word. It's a balanced revelation. Yes. It's not going to be beyond the word of God. It's not going to line up with the word of God. It's all going to line up with his word. And it's the truth that you know that'll make you free. And you read the word of God. And just like Jesus yes. opened up the scriptures there to his disciples there in Luke 24, 45, he opens up and reveals truth to us yes. through his word. And that's what sets people free. Exactly. And that's that's why, you, you know, it's great people you can hear. That's why faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You can hear the word and hear the word. And all of a sudden, boom, it goes up like a light bulb inside of you. You're like, Oh, now I get what he was saying because yes. the light was shown. The truth exactly. was revealed. Yes, and then amen. you can act on that. Mm -hmm. Or you can be reading the word of God and truth can come that way too. It can come through different ways. But it's a matter of being lovers of that truth. Especially yes. in this day and age with all the deceit and the lies going on and fake news and fake this. We have to really get in. What is truth? There's only two spirits in the world. Only the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. Everything falls into those two, one or two of those categories. That's why it's so important for us to be lovers of and to press, yes, and to press in because that to me is like that opens up a whole new facet of your life. Yes, and like you were saying in the beginning, honey. It doesn't matter how old you are, how long you've been walking with the Lord. There's always something new that the Lord has for you. Yes, that's what makes life so exciting. A new beginning, a new start. God. Yes, and so oh, it right just, now, awesome. Like with there in Matthew seven verses twenty four through twenty nine, meditate on that because. And rightly so, as you pointed out, honey, hearing the word of God is where it starts. But the whole key that's going to fully unlock, the, begin to unlock and unfold the plan of God Decisions. is making a decision to do it. Mm -hmm. Be a yeah, quick do doer it. of the word, word of God. So you had the hearer and the doer that built his house, Jesus said, on the rock. The same storm came. And then you had the hearer but decided not to do 
who he likened to the man that built his house on the sand, which is shifty. It'll move with the storms of life. But guess what? The man that founded his life on the, on the rock, which heard the word and did it because he made a decision because he had the authority to do it. It wasn't God's, it was God's given authority because we're free moral agents. We can do that. And so what we're saying today, and we'll continue this next time is that, and go further, but you have the authority by God as a Christian to decide where you're going to build your house. Yes. So when you hear the word of God, that's the first part, but then you begin to implement it in your life and then be consistent in your implementation and do it with a good attitude. Yes. Do it in faith, do it with faithfulness yes. from the heart because you love God Then yes. praise God. Guess what? You're going to begin to see things change in your life, Amen. in your family, yes. in your business, whatever it is. Yes. But it goes back Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God, his righteousness, everything else is added to you. And that has a far wide ranging application in our life. Amen. It has a priority about it. One thing I want to add to when talking about Matthew 7 here, you people think, well, the storms of life come to me, then I must be doing something wrong. No. The Bible's promised us that the storms of life are going to come to us. Exactly. It's the goods that you have inside of you, though, that make you strong in the Lord. And, that, and that's a, right there. Jesus was laying out the parable of when the house was built on the rock and the storms came. So it doesn't say, or when the storms come, or and the storms came. It didn't say that just because people can think one of two things. Well, because the storms are coming, I must be doing something wrong. Or number two... They're not supposed to come because I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. No, exactly. Jesus never promised us a flowery bed of bees, but he did say many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him yes. or her out of them all. So we were promised deliverance out of those things, but right. it's that right standing that we have. It's following after truth. It's pressing in so that when that stuff does come, it's like, I'm going to cross over the other side. You've got, exactly. a, you've got a boat that's built. It's strong. It's sturdy. You're not going to try to go over in a little life raft. Again, you know, over Lake Michigan. Mm -hmm. No, you have to go over in a good, strong, sturdy boat or maybe a little ship or something that's going to take you over to the other side. And that's what we're doing yeah. is helping to encourage you, the goods you have, or put you into remembrance, or maybe you're not aware. And that we want to put a spark inside of you, a hunger inside of you to to follow yes. after these things, but really press in and see what, what does God have for you this year yes. that can put you on top of everything. Yeah. Every situation, every circumstance. So when yes. those things do come, you're like, I've got my armor on. I know what to do. I go to the Word of God, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna forge forward. Amen. In Jesus' name. That's what Hallelujah. it's all about. That's right. And you got to have the stick to itness. Like one man of uh, God said, I heard years and years ago. He said, you got to have the backbone of a crowbar, uh, spiritually speaking. That's right. To stand in the face of apparent opposition. And like you said, honey, go to the other side. Yeah. So these things uh, are so important about deciding. You've got the authority. You decide yes. where you want to build your house, but build it on the word of God. Amen. Build it by not just hearing the word, mm -hmm. but doing. Because as James says, it's the doers of the word that are blessed, yes. not the hearers. The hearers aren't blessed. Mm -mm. Not to the degree that the, the, uh, the doers that are also hearers are blessed. Okay. Mm -hmm. You might be out there today and you say, uh, it's beginning a new year. I just happened to come across you. And uh, I really don't know that if I was to die tonight, that my eternal home would be in heaven. 
I don't know Jesus as my Savior and my Lord. Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but through me. Mm -hmm. So if you're out there today and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, it's a commitment for the rest of your life. It's a decision you make, not just to avoid hell and go to heaven, but because you see your need in your sinful condition that you need a Savior. Mm -hmm. And so you can today, because God's grace has been extended towards us through the Lord Jesus Christ, and because of his precious blood that flowed at Calvary, we can receive remission or forgiveness of sins. Yeah. So if you're out there today and you'd like to pray with us, it's a decision that you need to make yourself. Nobody can force you to do it, and God knows your heart. But if you open it up today and say, I want to make sure that I know Jesus and that I'm ready to go to heaven if Jesus come. You can pray today. And again, this is just the first step. This is a of a, lot, a rest of your life commitment that you need to be to walk with the Lord Jesus, hearing his word, doing his word. That's right. Right? Amen? That's right. Not that anybody is of us is perfect, even after becoming a Christian. We're forgiven, though, by the blood of Jesus. All right? So why don't you bow your head? If you can, you can get on your knees. That's just a sign of surrender and submission. But if you are, just bow your head and just say this out of your heart. And not just say it because I'm saying it. Say it because mm -hmm. it's heartfelt and you want to do the right thing and get right with God. Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I come to you. I come to you. Right now. Right now. And I want to acknowledge. And I want to acknowledge. My need. My need. Of the Lord Jesus Christ. Of the Lord Jesus Christ. To be my personal Savior. To be my personal Savior. I know it's just was Christmas. I know it's just Christmas. And that now, and now, I believe, I believe that not only Jesus came, that not only Jesus came, but that He lived a life, but that He lived a life as a sinless man, as a sinless man, spotless, spotless, as my substitute, as my substitute, as the Father's gift, as the Father's gift from heaven, from heaven. And right now, and right now, He went to the cross, He went to the cross, and was raised from the dead. And he was raised from the dead. And I acknowledge, and I acknowledge. In my own heart, in my own heart, with my own words, with my own words, that I believe, that I believe, that Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ is the Savior, is the Savior of the world, of the world, and He was sent, and He was sent just for me, just for me, to receive Him, to receive Him right now, right now, and I do so, and I do so. I want to thank you, Lord. I want to thank you, Lord. Because I believe in my heart. Because I believe in my heart. You've been raised from the dead. That you've been raised from the dead. I ask you. I ask you. To forgive me of my sins. To forgive me of my sins. Help me. Help me. As I turn from my past. As I turn from my past. I look forward. I look forward. To the future. To the future. In Jesus. In Jesus. And I want to thank you right now. And I want to thank you right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, if you prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. And it doesn't have to be perfect words. You pray things out of your heart. It, it, it's not just saying words. It's coming from the heart. Amen. Lord, I want you. Jesus, I want you. Amen. Amen. And yeah. we want to send you some materials. You can contact us through the website there at the bottom of the screen. But we love you. And God does have a plan for your life. This is the first part of the plan, that you accept Jesus as your personal Savior. That's right. And then you get into the Word of God. Get into a local church. If you're in the Portland metro area, come see us in Tualatin. You can go to our website and see uh, our service times and everything going on in the church. But we love you. God loves you and he cares about you. But uh, you need to be in a local fellowship to be a part of that. All right? Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. 
and uh, praise God, you'll be blessed as you start walking with God and do so with all of your heart and surrender all the rest of your days. Amen. That's right. Praise the Lord. Well, at this time we're going to receive communion together and uh, we trust that you are ready to receive that. Praise God. This is a joyous privilege that we have together to receive communion. Yeah. And uh, after the first of the year, we're going to start doing this uh, uh, once a month. And we've been doing it uh, for the last many, many weeks through this last year. And it's as often as we do it is what's most important. All right. Mm -hmm. But uh, just to give you a little bit of heads up about that for those that are with us every week. And you can still receive communion every day, uh, every week, every Sunday. People do it at different times. But we proclaim the Lord's death till he come. And it's important to do it not just as a religious exercise, but because we, we, we understand that this has deep meaning to the Father and it should have deep meaning to us. Right. Now, the scripture tells us that there was, there's two things that are important, as most of you know, the bread and the cup. And the night in which Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and he said, take eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So when we take of the bread, this represents the broken body of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in that, he provided physical healing for our mm -hmm. physical bodies. Amen. He wants you to be strong. He wants you to be well. He doesn't want you to be afraid. He wants you to be strong through him. Okay. And uh, we shouldn't be afraid of anything that's going on in the world, of any virus right. or anything like that. Right. And if you happen to be sick right now, I encourage you that by the stripes of Jesus, you can receive a supernatural healing in your body. Mm -hmm. All right. So right now, honey, do you want to pray over yes. the bread? And then we're yes, going to receive amen. the cup together. So, Father God, we come before you and we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, this time once again. Yes, we do. To reflect on what Jesus has done for us and that he spread a table of healing for us. Yes, Because he did. of his broken body, what he did on Calvary for us, Father God. And we know what it says here in Isaiah 53, that it says that he was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid it as it were our faces from him and he was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he hath borne our griefs yes, and has. carried our sorrows. Thank you, Lord. Yet we did esteem him stricken and smitten of God and afflicted. He did it for us, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities and the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And yes, with his stripes, Lord. we are healed. That's Isaiah 53, three through five. So father, we thank you right now in Jesus name. As we take this bread, we confess our healing that we have in Jesus. And we say that by yes. his stripes, we were healed. And if we, we were healed, healed, then we are healed. We healed. Free from Thank sickness and disease of every yes. shape, form, and, and fashion in the name of Jesus. So go ahead and take and eat and say, I believe I receive my healing in Jesus' name. I believe Hallelujah. that I receive I my healing. I believe I receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank Amen. you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory May 2021 be the healthiest life and year you've ever had in the name of Jesus. And it can be. It can be, no matter what your age is. It's not just a covenant that's confined to a certain age limit. Amen? He said, as our days are, so shall that's our right. strength be. Amen? Amen? Praise God, that's good news. Mm -hmm. And one day we're going to receive a glorified body. And that's exciting. Amen? Yeah. Glory to God. And that's coming soon. Yes. But as we hold this cup, it represents the spilled blood of Jesus. And as we receive this together, uh, this spe speaks of the precious blood of Christ, that uh, the spotless Lamb of God, uh, that purchased salvation and the forgiveness of sins for us and brought us into the family of God, the Father's family. 
And so right now, right. as we receive this, let's thank the Lord for that. Father, thank we you, do Lord. thank you for what this cup stands for, stands for the precious blood of Christ. Mm -hmm. And Lord, we thank you that through the precious blood that flowed from Calvary's Hill 2,000 years ago, we have received remission of sins. Mm -hmm. And we as Christians, because we've been born again through that, we can continually receive forgiveness of sins when we ask. And so, Lord, we want to thank you and praise you for that today as we rejoice Amen. that we have a great salvation through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Well, glory to God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, we're excited for you. We trust that today's broadcast is a blessing to you. And as we prayed a few moments ago, let me share something here before we close out. Uh, when we pray, we have to understand that whatever God did, he would have done it for one person on the face of this earth. That's why when we personalize it, he died for humanity, but he died for me. He died right. for everyone, mm -hmm. but he died for you. Yeah. And what that does is it makes it personal to us, right? Mm -hmm. And obviously he died for the whole world so that freely they could receive of the grace of God. But personalize the word of God. Know that God's word is a love letter written to you. So you have knowledge of the things that's happened before, mm -hmm. what God's will is and what his plan is for your life. And be encouraged that 2021 is going to be a great year in Amen. God as we follow God. You say, how can you say that? Because as we follow God, we're going to see all the blessings of God come more and more into fruition. Let's mm -hmm. see the harvest come in, more healing, more people filled with the Holy Ghost, more people delivered. And it's exciting to be alive now. Yes. So keep your yes, eyes on yes. Jesus. Mm -hmm. And Father, as we pray for those in the uh, listening audience today, we thank you for your fresh touch, a fresh anointing upon them. Mm -hmm. And we thank you, Lord, that by the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the revealer of truth that opens the Word of God to us, I thank you today for that fresh touch and that fresh encouragement upon mm -hmm. everyone that's with us here today. And Lord, we thank you that, Lord, even as your word says, as our days are, so shall our strength be. We thank you for continuing to unfold your plan and your purposes for each individual's race that's with us today. Help us all to fulfill that and run it with endurance. Run us, run it with our eyes fixed on the master, the Lord Jesus yes. Christ. And Lord God, we thank you for your provision and protection every step of the way. Mm -hmm. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. God bless you. We love you. And you know God does. And until next time, remember, keep being the witness and the light that God's called you to be. And keep the joy of the Lord as your strength. Amen. Amen.